Welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast, a podcast where we listen to all 40 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I'm your host, Jeroen, and I've listened to all of these songs multiple times before. And I am your fancy co-host, Mira, uh, here to give my fancy opinions on the songs that I'm hearing for the first time. Oh my! I'm fancy now! Oh, shall they be fanciful opinions? Oh, they may be fan... They may not be fanciful, but they will be fancy. What's the difference? Well, fanciful is full of imagination, kind of twee and oh, is it? and silly. And fancy is fancy well, is fancy. what I am. A fancy. I'm a fancy lady. A fancy lass. Um, wonderful. <laughs> I don't know. How long can you keep up this uh, character? Oh uh, well, for as long as I'm employed <laughs> at the fancy art house. So you're just like I'm. I'm rich. Yes, I don't mind that you spent more money on this painting than I'll make this entire year. This is normal to me. Yeah, just like it's normal to pay. I don't know, like hundreds of euros for Eurovision tickets. Oh, are they for sale? Uh, yeah, and as always, they're very expensive. What did you expect? How much are they? How much, um, how much is a ticket? Do you expect to see a uh, hundred euro audio seat? What's an audio seat? Um, we're assuming that it's a seat where you don't see shit. So like behind a pole or something? Likely. Or? We used to call that like a uh, limited view or whatever the hell. Another theory is that it might be like, you know, for the, the visually impaired. Uh, in which case, like, an audio seat might have, like, additional commentary. It's not very clear. Oh, a lot that of people, could be good. That could be good. But a lot of people are confused about the phrase uh, audio seat, and that being a hundred made us go, like, that's the... What I think about when I think audio seat... Again, I'm not, I'm not quite informed enough. I just saw this uh, scrolling past the Twitter feed, and I thought, oopsie doopsie, that's a lot of monies that I don't have to think about spending, because I'm not going, obviously. We're not going. I'm I'm thinking, and I hear audio seat, what I envision, and this may be a fanciful dream. Um, sure. I'm thinking like a sensory deprivation egg with mm-hmm. speakers in yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's so exactly that what it is. Yeah, that's exactly you are what it just is. sitting in the audio. Mm-hmm. You're just floating around, perfectly temperature controlled. Oh. 36 degrees, so that it's the, you know, the temperature of your body. Uh-huh. So you can't tell the difference between in the water or out the water. Yeah, but what if it's a really hot song? Should they turn the temperature of the water up? Maybe a little. This is something that I experienced once in the Budapest uh, baths outside. Like it was a very, very hot summer day. It was 36 degrees Celsius outside. And then they have a hot outside pool, like a heated outside pool that is kept at 36 degrees. And I tripped out <laughs> it does sound quite quite a trip it experience. was really yeah. weird because <laughs> i really couldn't tell if i was out of the water or Jesus. not it was really strange and it was so relaxing and all i want is to go back to that it experience. does sound kind of cool it does sound kind of cool i think it's everyone who just wants to go back to the womb you know that's what it felt uh... like it's just like, I'm perfectly floating in a perfectly comfortable environment that was made to sustain me. So that's what I want from the songs we're listening to today. Uh, okay, I don't know how we're going to give you that. Wait, first, what's the most expensive ticket? Uh, the most expensive ticket would be a, uh, a Saturday Night Live show in Category 1 for 350 Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The, the, the 100 for an audio seat, to be fair, is on the grand final night. An audio seat is actually 10 euros for the jury rehearsals and family rehearsals. So it is cheap, but I don't know what an audio seat is. It just, I just have to tell you once again, I don't know what that is. I think 350 for like Saturday grand final Eurovision. Like that's prohibitively expensive, but it's a about what I think that would cost for yeah, like a yeah. good seat. Uh, your reduced visibility seats on, on Ring 1 on the live show are 150. Yeah. On the Saturday night live show, that is. Because that, like, take that to a family and a jury rehearsal, and that's 40 euros, which is, like, oh, that's extremely fine. affordable. Um, and that's really good. Because I think. That's what you want. Anyway. I also think, yeah, exactly. That, that's just our perspective. But, like, if you want to go watch Eurovision, kind of want to watch the rehearsal that you don't get to see on TV. Yeah. Like the jury rehearsal is kind of what you want to be there in the room for if you're not, like, press seeing it some other way. Um, and then, yeah, the, the television broadcast is what I'm so used to seeing from Eurovision that, like, there is part of me that's like, ooh, maybe I want to know what it's like at that moment in the hall itself. But everyone, most people, are seeing this show on their television because it is... You know, despite being a live event, it is also a television show, most of all. I think what I would do if I saw Eurovision live, I'd go home and watch the TV broadcast. Well, I wouldn't go home. No, after, like the day after, you'd be like, like well, now I want to see see what that looked like. Yeah, it was. That is the thing, though. Yeah, if you were there live, I'd be like, okay, now I'm going to go watch the show again. And I'd. Yeah, be able to watch that over. Maybe in a different way, because it would be like, ooh, I was there. That is fair. I don't know. I've never actually been. You've never actually been. We wanted to go uh, to the Netherlands, obviously. It would have been so easy. Um, But, you know, uh, a little something happened called the COVID. A little something happened called we got banned from the the venue for bringing outside drinks. (laughs) (laughs) We brought a ladder <laughs> for forbidden objects, where there was a whole list of, of forbidden objects that you're not allowed to bring into the arena. I think that was 2000, was it seven? I, I don't remember. I saw a TikTok recently where that was actually part of a life hack. Where it's like, if you want to get in somewhere for free, just carry a ladder and they'll assume you're part of a maintenance crew and let you in. Yeah, yeah, maybe, but, you know. But probably not night of. <laughs> probably not night of, yeah, that's probably never... It sounds like a good trick, but I don't know if it is. I, hmm. I think it probably works in, like, a movie theater. <laughs> Do you want to listen to some songs? Sure. Why not? We're here anyway. Uh, is there any... Are there any themes that have stuck out in your mind? I've forgotten all of the themes. You know, I will admit, uh, I'll be honest, I don't think I. this is my finest work. I don't think the themes for this year are my finest work, and last episode is a testament to that. Putting four and eventually five songs that were all acoustic guitars in one episode, maybe not the smartest move I've ever done. Should have sorted those by, like, lyrical content instead. Because that, that, was, that, was that, that, that was all nice, but it didn't, you know, it, no, nothing much happened there. We had some cowboy talk. We had some cowboy talk. Yeehaw. I'm not saying the episode was bad. I'm saying it wasn't the most balanced of episodes. Um, And I'm not saying that 
everything else I have here is balanced either. Perhaps the least balanced one that we still have here would be emotional ballad. Oh, God. Because you know what that's going to be like. It's going to be emotional ballads. Maybe... I feel like I deserve a treat. Maybe not so... Maybe not so balanced either is kids, could you lighten up a little? No. Uh, Although... Then we have uh, we are who we are and who we are is who we want to be. That sounds... mm. We've had these for so long and now I can't figure out where to put them. Okay. Uh, Three letters. Okay. Eco footprint. All right. And we haven't heard from you in a while. I think I've been on good behavior. Uh, Yeah. And I deserve a treat. Okay. So I want a treat and my treat of choice is we are who we are and who we are is who we want to be. (laughs) All right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting choice. Now now tell me a little more about your, your choice. Remember when that song was in Eurovision and we listened to it? Mm-hmm. That was a treat. That was a treat for me. And it still is every time I hear that song. It's fantastic. Yes, uh, Jessica and Jennifer. Jenny. Oh, Jenny B. <laughs> the one time I like went to Eurovision in concert and, and Jenny B just like was walking through the hallway as if she wasn't Jenny B. And I just went, oh my god, Jenny B. And she spun around as if no one had ever said that to her before. And I was like, are you are you for real? You are here right now. Yeah, that was great. I mean, it's kind of the same as, like... <laughs> Gotta do that again. Unfortunately, can't go to Eurovision in concert this Saturday because we are going to the Sound of Music. Oh god, it's this Saturday? Yeah. Oh. Well, we're going to The Sound of Music. Which is great. You'll hear more about uh, our review of The Sound of Music on the next episode. Can't Um, do anything this month anyway. It's full auction season. I'm working so much. I'm so tired. Jenny B uh, and and Jessica represented San Marino, though neither of them was uh, from uh, San Marino. That's fine. But Jessica Muscat, of course, was from Malta. Oh, are we going to Malta? Yeah, and Jessica made another uh, surprise appearance in the Maltese national selection this year, where she came last. Oh, no. Which, you know, explains why she had to go to San Marino to make it to Eurovision in the first place. (laughs) Um, That's fair. The actual winner of the San Marino, not the San Marini selection, we've done that one. The actual winner of the Maltese selection was Emma Muscat, one of the, uh, I am told, most popular singers in Malta. So it didn't really matter what she sang, uh, she would have won anyway. Um, And just to show how little it matters exactly what she sang... She pulled a little Ira Laska on us and changed her song. So she won a national final and then they changed the song. That feels like it should be illegal. Yes, but... I feel like she should go to jail for that. Remember that last time that Malta did this, that did give us Walk on Water. Hey. What? Wait, isn't isn't that that song? That's Love Wave. Oh, that's Love Wave. I can't get enough of your love because I feel like I can walk in water. Such a good song. It's fun. No, no it's, it's pretty a good. banger. It's, it's a banger. banger. It's Don't right. pretend like it's not a banger. But Let's see if Malta's entry for this year is good, though. Our exactly. theme is we are who we are and who we are is who we want to be. Emma clearly wanted a different song just so she could be more true to herself. And, you know, we have to, we have to appreciate that. For Malta, it's Emma Muscat with I Am What I Am. Okay. I am what I am. I am what I am, though. <laughs> well, let's see if it's a lie. This is Emma Muscat for Malta with I Am What I Am. My master plan, I'm gonna take a step. Oh, God! Take oh, it on, you. Oh, no. 
fade black or have a bowl cut. We love you, no matter what. That was Malta. Where do I start? Where do I where do I begin? Let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Sound of music. Oh yeah, we're seeing it this Saturday. So. Uh huh. This very pretty white girl. Yeah. So pretty. You have clued into the most important part. She's pretty and you, she's white. You've clued into the most important part of the message here already. Very good. Yeah. I am what I am. Take it or leave it. I'm not like any of you people. I am what I am, which is very pretty and white. <laughs> which is conventionally attractive and white. So she was like, ah, oh, I'm gonna go to Eurovision. What do they like in Eurovision? Diversity. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna get. Yeah. So I'm gonna get a gay. You're counting on your fingers, because she was like, I need at least... I need can at you, least one. Can you sum up every quote-unquote minority yes. that was in this video? Yes. Let's go. Let's yes, go. I absolutely can, because okay. they're burnt into my mind. Um, I'm gonna get a sure. gay person, maybe non-binary. Gender non-conforming. Gender like, non-conforming, queer, right? queer like, person. I'm gonna get a queer yeah. person, yeah. I'm gonna get that's, a black... That's the first one, by the way. That's like, you gotta... You that's got it because it's your opinion. Everyone is doing this exact kind of thing because, you know, this is a trope in and of itself, this kind of video. Yeah. You need to have a queer person. That's your number one. Number two, most needed, a black man. Sure, yeah. Black black guy. One black man. Number three, Asian girl. You're right. There is an Asian girl in this video. <laughs> she is, again, that would be the one that I couldn't be able to name because... I think she is overshadowed by some very important people. Yeah, I'm getting there. Okay. Number four, old woman. Old woman. You know, uh, she's old. Number five. Uh, by the girl... way, she, I, I just want to. I just want to clarify. She was not born old. <laughs> she wasn't born that way. Yeah. So that's just. But hey. Also, old isn't a minority. No, no, it isn't. Most people are old. It's literally a problem. Yeah, and if they aren't, eventually most people will be. Anyway. Old. Number five, girl with slightly more body fat than singer. Yeah, bigger, bigger girl. Now, sure. you have to say, this bigger girl could have been queer, black, Asian, or old. No, you can only be one thing. White she, isn't a thing. She's white, pretty, and fat. And fat. Because, like, you know, let's just say that is the stereotype that she's here to fill. Yeah. In in our, let's cast as much diversity, she is the stereotype that answered the casting call to come here. Like, we need a fat girl, but she does have to be very beautiful, or yeah. else the video's gonna look bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the, that's what sure. they think. And number five is where you expect, like, someone in a wheelchair, or someone with Down syndrome, or someone with a disability. Nope. Couldn't think that far. Just get a nerd. Is that it? Is that what we're going for? Like, I'm it's like of, genuinely of the six things you need. You also just you need someone with a disability. Physical disability. Or, visible. Yeah. Visible physical disability. Has has a prosthetic. Has a prosthetic. Is deaf and is signing the song. That yeah. That would be great. Because um, they can't do blind. Because people don't like how blind people look. Apparently, people are really weirded out by how blind people look. The second, Whoopsie doopsie, right? Yeah, the second you hear that they're blind, it doesn't matter where their eyes are pointing, because you know yeah. that they're not pointing anywhere, so stop being grossed out by that. Exactly. It's Whatever. so normal. Whatever. Um, didn't think of that even. Didn't even think of that. Didn't even think of that. Couldn't have a disabled person in there just to fill that slot. Nope. What's the next minority? A white 
male nerd. <laughs> just Mandark from Dexter's Lab. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh like that. Laugh like Mandark. You just, you just, I've just ruined the audio. You've just made me ruin the audio by making the pitch perfect reference. It, holy fucking shit. But like, what is the idea there? What is the idea? So genuinely, As I'm, if the most entitled brand of white guy isn't nerd. As if that isn't, like, the yeah, most annoying okay, brand of white guy. He's obviously been, like, bullied also for the way he looks, maybe. I'm, like, I'm assuming we're going with that narrative. Because okay, he's sitting but, down, because like, he's sitting down staring at himself in a mirror. Get like, a haircut! I mean, that's, you know, you can control that. You were not born with a bowl cut. <laughs> He's not even, like, very weird-looking. There's no, He just like... has a bowl cut. It feels so, like, early 2000s. Yeah, no, for sure. The whole... The whole song and, like, you know, the video and whatever, before even Moses and Minorities came in, I felt like, oh, this reminds me of that CD I had of the soundtrack plus, like, extra songs of the first Pokemon movie. Didn't that have, like, Billy Piper on it? It did. Mm -hmm. It was a great album. But it was from the early 2000s. Yes. Oh, I wonder if I still have that album somewhere in my parents' house. Cool. Do you have a CD player? We have uh, a PS4. Doesn't that play CDs? I guess maybe it could. I have a CD player at work. Okay. Like, hey, Pokemon guys, albums work. Hey guys, I found an album that I desperately album. need to listen to. <laughs> Uh, remember that we sell antiques? Well, I got the ultimate antiques. It's the album of the first Pokemon movie. Anyway, yeah, it was extremely... Like, it would have been on um, the soundtrack for uh, Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. My God, no. Remember that game? I mean, but no, it was but on no, the Xbox, and I played it a lot at my friend's house I just house want to say, I no, I don't like remember eight. that game. My friend had an Xbox, and we played it a lot when I was, like, eight, and I think my parents should have known <laughs> that you were playing that game. That I was into women. Yeah. I think they shouldn't have been like surprised and dismissive when a couple of years later I came out of as bisexual. Right. I spent a lot of time playing Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. Everybody likes beach volleyball. That's what I'm saying. I love the um the mini game. Oh my god. <laughs> I love the mini game in Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball where you can be like what, skip across completely... like rocks in the pool so that was just the character like jumping why did we get things. okay? Why why are we here? Because I'm thinking about the early 2000s and what that experience was for me musically. Sure. And it was Pokemon <laughs> CD, Dead or Alive, right. Extreme Beach Volleyball soundtrack. Okay. That was it. I'm gonna take a sip of my drink. <laughs> you laugh, but in in five years, I'm gonna be in the kitchen cooking, and you're gonna come in, and I'll be humming a song, and you'll be like, "Is that I am what I yeah. am?" I mean, it's not even going to take five years. If you do that next year, I'll be like, why? <laughs> it's going to stick. Um, this video is reprehensible in a way that is so funny that yes. I can't even like, yes. be this mad is, about this it. This is absolutely one of the funniest things this year, and no one involved is aware of it. Just um, can't I, even come up with disability. With the, okay, like, with the best of my, like... Of my like goodwill, but I realize that there's no way to sensitively say this. But is he supposed to be autistic? 
God, is he? Is that it? Because it's just like, that's not a visible thing. So it doesn't work. The best we can come it, up with as we see him is nerd. Bowl cut nerd. That's nothing. But is I'm he just supposed like, to be? Oh, no. Right? I'm like, what is... Maybe this, maybe this actor is anything. I don't know. But you're making a video that is entirely based on, like, appearances, right? I right. don't know anything about these characters because they're not characters. They're people you brought into the studio to lip sync to a song that they probably heard for the first time 30 minutes ago. Absolutely. It's the thing where it's like, yeah, maybe he is autistic, but then you have to make that visual and you don't. You, and no, you don't. No, you don't. Ask Sia? I, no, you don't. You really don't. I feel like this is both the most based and the most problematic we've ever been on the podcast. Yeah, to be sure, but also... I but mean, I, it, it, this it is feels video. so bad to say, like, just get someone in a wheelchair. But this video but, is also the most basic and problematic. Like, it's because it's just like, this is so basic that it's hard to be really offended by this. But it is kind of offensive. It's to so just, like, offensive. Know that these are... I mean, it's so weird. It's like the diversity, first thing you come up that's with. That's the point. You you do want diversity, and it's a song about being yourself, and like obviously that's the point. Like when Leslie Roy did the story of my life, the song that didn't go to Eurovision. Yes. She also had a bunch of like people in front of a in front of a colored screen dancing and having fun, and it was also a bunch of diverse, gender nonconforming uh people but also that one works because leslie roy is a is is a woman who loves women so you're like okay she can make that composition of people and this isn't like a weird message for her to be having yeah this girl isn't like singing from the perspective of you know an oppressed group of people she's she's singing from the perspective of herself and there's an i don't i don't know this girl i don't know what her struggles are everyone's got them but jesus (laughs) the the optics the optics yeah that's that's just it um it is worse to me because this replaced a different song that for the record should have been replaced wasn't good wasn't real like wasn't any better um, also just kind of wasn't about anything. It, it, it's worse because I know from, from looking at this, that like, yeah, this was, this was scrundled together really hastily as your replacement Eurovision entry. So yeah. all of the things I say about like, these people probably came in right before the shoot and had heard the song for the first time. That is, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that that's true. Cause like th- this is so hastily slapped together. It's it just feels so... like there hasn't been any thought put into this. It's so weird to have like the most, the most conventionally attractive yeah. Starbucks white girl. Like, and then she steps up to the nerd. Um, someone off screen obviously like gives him a cue so that he looks up. Because he looks up past the camera, then she steps into frame and kneels down, and he looks back at her. Yeah. The, it, that shot, I have seen it a hundred times because obviously it is extremely gifable. Yes. And everyone is asking, what minority is this? Bowl cut? <laughs> and the every time I see it, I'm like, someone right now is giving him a cue to look up. And then she gets in. It's just, like, so poorly directed. And obviously you've seen it once, but I just need everyone to, like, look at that moment over and over again and just see, see the directing happening there. And just this thing was shot in an afternoon. 
and it's terrible. I'm gonna watch this video a hundred times. The only thing that Emma Muscat has probably been bullied for is that heinous top that she's wearing. The black asymmetrical thing. Oh my god. The, what the fuck is happening? It's so... Are we I, wearing this? Just what... Speaking I, of early 2000s, what the fuck is going on? I can't believe so much is going on in this song and video that I forgot about that top. That was the main thing I wanted to talk about I think while that's watching. Before, I think that's before Manbark shows up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Christ. Like... I know I've been advocating for a nip slip at Eurovision, but yeah, not like this. Not like that. I I think that answers one question. She shouldn't take her shirt off. At I mean, she should take that shirt off to put something else on. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Just cover that. Well, you know, well, she is what she is. <laughs> this is incredible. This is kind of my favorite song this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. G gotcha. Gotcha because there is something about Malta that no matter what will release the 12-year-old girl inside of anyone, not just you. There is something about Malta as a country <laughs> that as a rule, I think, releases the 12-year-old girl in someone. Oh, that's it. That's the song. The song is... Oh, boy. No, it's like the it's a song that the band, the boy band in Turning Red would write. <laughs> so it's a parody what of a song. What are they for? Four Zone? Uh, oh. Four um, Square? No, that's a website. Something it, Four. Something Four, and there's five of them. Oh, come on, we watched this movie not that long ago. Um, Four Town? Four Town. I think it's Four Town. <laughs> it, it does sound like the parody song from a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Truly terrible. I love it so it much. It also... No, wait. I had this thought, though. It sounds like... This is what I... No. That's... No, that's literally what I was going to say. I remember listening to this after we watched Turning Red and thinking this would be the end credit song for Turning Red if it was yes. a worse movie. Yes, exactly. Take it or leave it. I am what I am. What I am is a big panda. Yeah, this would be the end credits to, like, an animated movie where you're just like... Who the fuck did they rope in for this? Whatever, it's playing over the credits, everyone's leaving. What's the the one in Anastasia? Like this, is the, this is the pop cover of Let It Go, where you're just like, Demi, you're great, but no one's gonna want this version, okay? The the song in the, in, in the end Life credits... Life is a journey? Life, beautiful journey. Life is a road. Life is a road and... Yeah, wonderful song. Incredible song. What are you talking about? Beautiful journey. Wonderful journey. Wonderful journey? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's what this we song is. strangers starting out on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> this, the most American yes. song. Yes, you were. After Anastasia. <laughs> that movie is problematic in so many different yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is what it is. Anyway, let's move on to our next song. Um... Another another artist this year being unapologetically themselves. This is uh, Michael Ben David from Israel. Oh God! Singing, I am. It's just... or well, I mean, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Singing, I am. Oh no! Will I am? <laughs> the letter I. The letter M. I okay. Oh, so inventive. Now, what does that stand for? Let's find out. I 
masturbate daily. Oopsie doopsie. <laughs> For Israel, it's Michael Ben David, and I am. from the gay club to be in his music video uh-huh. um, and some kid yeah I don't know what that's about but you know hey, you know you can have a kid around so often when you first of all you cannot just have a kid around that's not something anyone can do sometimes there will just be a kid somewhere and you'll like you you just accept it sure but a lot of the times when there's like a kid um, it's like, oh, this, this kid was, is, is, it's the me as a child, you know? And it's inspired to be themselves, yeah. Um, and, um, that, I think, was the case with, uh, Emma from Malta's first song, where there was a scary toddler on stage. And, oh! And I'm, I'm, I'm actually very glad that she changed her song, because it means we don't have to talk about the scary toddler. Was it Baby Annette? Was it like a, a marionette? No, it was a real toddler. So Ooh. I was like, good. I'm a child. I don't know. One of those children that is wearing too much makeup. Oh, no. Where you're just like, I do not want this. Thank God there can't be children on the Eurovision stage. It's not going. <laughs> it. The child. Um, and also, <laughs> the song isn't either. Um, but this song for Israel is going to Eurovision. Michael Ben David and I Am. What does I Am stand for? I Am... Um, desperate to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay, so you've you've made the connection that everyone has already made. Yeah, this sounds exactly like a Drag Race song, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. I'm not even someone who... I don't watch Drag nope. Race. Never seen a single full episode of Drag Race. So many people who I like and respect love Drag Race, yeah. so I'm, th- I'm, I'm always like, oh, maybe I should watch it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not against drag. I think drag is really cool, um, but it's oh, not, yeah, it's it's not something that we are particularly, like, familiar with in terms of, like, oh, we go to drag shows all the time, right? Like, No, no. I've had, I have, I've... I have and have had friends who are very into the drag world, and I somehow never managed to go to a drag. Yeah, show. I don't know. Um, but this, yeah, this definitely feels like a song that is is borrowing from that. That is very gay, but like is is clearly very gay. It's starts, it knows it and it's doing it. It knows it and it's doing it, and that's great. It starts so bad. The beginning of the song is so, so bad, but then when it gets to the I know I am, mm. that's good. Then at least the that song bangs. also knows what it is. Yeah. Like, the song is definitely, but it definitely falls into a falls into a groove at some point where it where it works. Yeah. Um, but it but doesn't there's a lot get of wa- there's a, a lot time. of waffling to get there. Um, and then even like the verses in between the two choruses, I'm just a little like on it but like i i get what this is doing it's just it's very drag race and it's not like drag race is known for the good music we're not yeah, no. we're not watching for that we're watching for creative costumes i'm assuming and like people being kind of mean to each other right yeah like catty catty attitudes sure like the mean we're watching for the mean gay stereotype i think that's I'm... 
I think that's why we've never really watched. If we don't like seeing mean people. Because we don't like seeing mean people where the kind of the that's kind of the point. Yeah. Um, I, I like you get that in reality TV no matter what. But yeah. it is I like it more when it's a surprise. Yeah. We were, we're Again, we haven't this... seen the show enough to like properly criticize it, so I can't, obviously. Yeah. We're watching this reality show uh, called The Mole. Right. It's like the mole, um, every, it's a group of people, they're trying to get a money prize, but one of them is tasked with sabotaging every assignment to make sure the money prize is as small as possible. Yeah, to earn as little money in each uh, task as possible. And then also part of the task, like in order to win, you have to unmask the saboteur. Yeah. It is a fantastic show. It's an incredible concept that has, um, in its original run, um, like in the early 2000s, it was copied in a lot of other countries. Um, so if you're listening, maybe you have had a season of uh, The Mole in, in your country at some point. Um, Could have been, because it, it was replicated for at least one season in a lot of countries. Um, but yeah, in Belgium, it, it was revived a few years ago. And, it's I mean, so they good. are very good. It's a very good, like, game... Belgium um, just good, good at reality. Good, good puzzle. Um, it's it's obviously a very different thing. It's not one where like just a bunch of contestants all trying to master chef to the prize. Yeah. Um, but also that's also not what Eurovision is, which is what we're talking about here. Yes. Eurovision is not that I kind was, of show. I was gonna say about Mole that there was a scene in the most recent episode where one of the tasks was they have to like learn facts about space. Yeah, you know. Um, and they're all paired up in these little golf carts together. Um, and one of the contestants is studying by saying all the facts to herself very loudly with her eyes clenched shut. And the guy sitting next to her in the little cart who is like, you know, a gay man. And he just turns to her and goes, wow, you really have to say it all out loud, don't you? And we screamed. <laughs> yeah, but I loved that. I loved that. So it's it's like, I love when a catty, like, bitchy response surprises me. I can't watch a full show of When that's it. sort of, like, the point. I'm, I, I hate to say it, but I'm already kind of, like... Tired thinking about it. I know! Thinking about watching it, I'm just like, sorry, I'm already tired. And there's an overlap in Eurovision audiences, obviously, so whoever listens to this who's a big Drag Race fan, I'm really sorry. I'm just, we're never gonna watch it. It's it's the concept of, like, any conversation you're having someone being a contest in your mind. That right, where you in, have to, like... at least in this instance, this is, like, in, in this song, it is just about, like, bigging yourself up. Like, saying a lot of cliches about, like, how you're so great. I'm yeah. gonna take the crown. I'm worth it. That's not a bad thing. No, I get, that's, I get that's how that is empowering is. and good. Yes. That's... I also think, like, comparing to the to, to Malta's song, the whole, like, diversity thing here it tracks, least... tracks a lot more because this is a song from a gay man about, like, being queer and about being, like, confident. Yes. And therefore, like, whoever else is cast here... You have the implication these are also queer people. It, yeah, it's you have, what a, I, you have it's a targeted what I, like. There is the one woman though. There is the one woman in this um, in this video, and she she's wearing a red dress, 
And she gives off such a vibe of, like, the straight woman friend who is at the gay club with her gay friends and all of her gay friends are like hyping her up and she's having the best time of her life but it's gonna end in tears like she's gonna get too drunk and start crying and none of her gay friends are gonna want to deal with that i was assuming that was a trans woman but like that's oh my god that might also be the case don't I, worry about I, it again i don't know <laughs> Here's just the thing. Again, as with the previous one, you're just seeing a video and, and you don't know because... Uh. I just think that as a character is it's very, very good. funny. In the, in, the, in the story of like, this is a song for the gay club because I think that is the only place where like a majority of people will like it. True. Ooh. Really work to get people on the dance floor. Yeah. Work. W-E-R-K. I thought it was Q. Oh, God. W-E-R-Q. Jeez. That's two letters off from the real word. Yeah, because it's a different word. Okay. We can't publish this episode. Yeah, we can. It's bullshit. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I did think it was very good when it was very good, and I thought it was very bad when it was very bad. Yeah, big big highs, big lows. Yep. Um, I don't know how many highs there are for me personally, um, but I can I can see the the appeal in this where it's like, okay, this is a big gay this is a big gay time. Yeah. It's a big gay um, time. He's very attractive, I think, also. Yeah. I'm in I'm into him as a guy. Yeah, there's a certain type of man that I'm not particularly attractive to and he falls very close to that, but it's close to it, but not in it. But it's like I can see I can see it. He's got a good face. Mm. For sure. Mm. It really it really is what it is. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Where I'm just kind of like, I don't, it's not necessarily for me. I do think um, he shouldn't take his shirt off because there's a line in the song where he sings, I'm not even and I'm shirtless. Not even topless. Yeah. I'm not even topless. So he can't take his shirt off or else the line won't make sense. That's good. Yeah. The first, first, uh, first contestant here who has truly justified wearing a shirt. The first one. <laughs> first one here where we're like, no, you got to wear a shirt. You are, you are right. Watch him actually be topless on the night. It's going to make me so angry. You're just going to be like, you're saying that you're not. <laughs> it would work if he said, and I'm not even topless. And then like, in the after next that, line, he takes off the, they he pull it off. It off. Right? 100%. That would be kind of rad. Okay, so... But only if he's, like, surprisingly buff, too, right? Because you don't want to, like, take his shirt off and then he's, like, a wiry guy underneath. You know what I'm saying? No! If you do it it on the line, I'm not even topless, and then whip off the shirt, the reveal needs to be strong. (laughs) (laughs) I disagree, but your point is valid. No! You need a strong chest. I'm no, not saying it doesn't I'm not need saying to be strong. Muscular. You just need to be like bedazzled or something. Yeah, but you know how some men's chests. No, I know, but I I don't want to body shame men. I think if you're attractive as a man, yeah, like, no, I don't want to body shame anyone. But if you're making the choice to take your clothes off as a as a statement, you're opening yourself up for it. And unless it's like a, a thing where you want to later like. Turn everyone's tweets back in their face and go, look what mean t- thing you tweeted about me. It, it, My thing is, like, something that can ruin an attractive ma- a man with an attractive face is, like, bad legs or bad, <laughs> bad arms, Body bad Body shaming, butt. but only for certain parts. I don't think, like, bad chest has ever, like, 
really thrown me off with a guy. This is horrible. This is the worst episode. <laughs> I I hate everything that's hey, coming out of my mouth. Hey, I really hate it. You are what you are. <laughs> I I feel like I started off this season by saying I was going to be more of a hater. And then I really set myself up for failure when there was a theme that was like, these are people just being proud of themselves and asserting who they are. And I'm like, no, I'm going to hate on that shit. I'm sorry. Uh, give me the next one. <laughs> and with that, our next song is coming to us from Denmark. Okay. Surely they won't do anything problematic. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that pause was the scariest pause of my life. I'm just going to be like, well... That's for you to decide, isn't it? Um, for Denmark, it's Ready, and they're singing The Show. The Show. Okay. I want it to be Moulin Rouge, The Show Must Go On. Oh, oh, don't get your hopes up. Fantastic oh. musical number. Yeah, Moulin Rouge is like a, a bit of an e-movie, but a lot of what's going on in it is clever. Clever, show-stopping. It's very showy. I think also you can say like it's it's an eh movie because you didn't grow up as a girl with two older sisters <laughs> who were obsessed with this movie. My older sister was obsessed with Baz Luhrmann's uh, previous movie, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah, my, our, our older sisters were best friends and yeah. they were both obsessed with that movie and Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio in that movie. But then afterwards, my sisters both were very, very into Moulin Rouge. Yeah, I feel like Moulin Rouge kind of passed me by a little bit. It was a big movie in my house. Yeah, well, uh, let's see if this is a big song in your house. For Denmark, this is Ready and the Show. cool girls can be very cool i love drummer drummer girl i love orange girl mm -hmm. bass girl yeah very good mm -hmm. um i love i think she's the most eye-catching for me yeah but then at some point the other girl there is bass girl and second guitar girl uh -huh. second guitar girl is wearing the best suit of all the girls yeah suit's so good that we saw it in another national final yeah i can't remember if it was in slovenia or croatia somewhere that the uh, another artist oh did, did uh, Serbia maybe happened to be wearing the same suit. Oh, great! Well, it's a good I suit. I think it was a guy there, by the way. So it's like the androgynous vibes. I'm loving it. Loving it. Um, this song is so repetitive. Yeah. I mean, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. You kind of phrased that as if it was a question. <laughs> I because I thought you would pick up on it, but like. Because cause you're the one who's like, oh, songs are very repetitive now. They have one thing that they do, and then they do it over and over again. And I feel like that was this song for me where, where it really bothered no, me. No, because this has a full chorus to me. Yeah. What, my, what, what bothers me is when a song has a single line that's its chorus. 
or when like you get a verse and a chorus and then there is nowhere else to go with the song. This tries to remedy that by doing the slow ballad start for the first minute. I, it, it's quite long. It's, she, she sits at that piano for quite a while and the entire time I'm sitting there thinking, girl, you've got a strap like across we your know, chest. You yeah. can see the guitar. Get to it. Yeah. Get to it. Just have this be a two and a half minute song then. Like, it, you don't need to get to three minutes. If all you've got... Yeah. No, I get that. Where it's like, just get to it. Just do it. Make it, like, kind of punk and fun. Because my favorite part is... One, two, one, three, three, four. four. Yep. But it's also, great. why the hell would they be counting down to something at the end... Or, or counting at all at the end of the song? Yeah, that's how you start the song. You go, one, two, three, four, and then it just gets fucking going. That's what you do when you switch from the ballad to the up-tempo version of your, uh, part of your song. Someone goes, one, two, three, four. Ba, 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 and ba, then ba, you ba. kick it up, like, a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think the switch isn't hard enough. Oh, absolutely. I, that's I what I wanted to, to say. switch more. It's what I wanted to say. is like, this song doesn't change that much from ballad to punk song. Be- be- because, and I think you are right there, she does tell you everything there is to know about the song in the ballad part. Yeah. There is a There's verse, nothing new. there is a chorus. What it does after that is the same. She doesn't even do anything different with her voice. Like, her voice is exactly the same. It's just... I'm being very hard on this song because it's a genre I love. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. my standards for it are high. Really likely to like something like this. Exactly. So if I don't like something, I'm like, no, this isn't what I want. No. Yeah, it's just, it's just wanting more out of something uh, is, is what gets the most frustrated. I, I absolutely agree with that. I can see where your point about like it being quite repetitive comes from um but i just think the chorus is is long enough for that to not necessarily bother me that much Mm. um but yeah it 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 does kind of give you what you need to know about the song before it even really starts because like the real song starts when when the guitars and the drummers and everything kicks in but You've already heard the song by then. you kind of already heard everything about the song at that point. And it's just kind of frustrating because it's like, ah, that's kind of a really, really inherent flaw in, in your song and in your construction of the song. Yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating because I don't dislike this. I do. But I also don't, like, like it a lot. You know, where I'm like, okay, this is, this is a fun idea. <laughs> yeah. But an idea is not quite enough. I, yeah, it's disappointing. It's if not you're, bad, if you're, I'm If just you're gonna hype me up by promising pop punk girls. Pop punk girls, lots of fun. Powerpuff punk. Yeah. That's what I like to call it. If you're gonna hype me up by promising Powerpuff punk and then it's not a good song, that's gonna make me mad. That's, that's, gonna, that's gonna put me in a bad mood. So I want a new song. I want a different song. Uh, and I want a Knowing Me, Knowing You. Okay, let's try and save this episode. Because I've deserved a treat. Yeah, you get a little treat. Um, well, we have four more breakup songs left for you. What's the best one? <laughs> no, I don't want to give you the judgment here. I can't do that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw a little tantrum. It's because I didn't like a song. 
Do you wanna do you wanna roll a, a four-sided die for me? Yes. Mm, which one though? I have a couple. Oh, I wanna do a red one. For ready. For ready. Her hair wasn't even red. Get that dice ASMR going for the podcast. Where the fuck is my red D4? Here it is. Two. Okay, well, two takes us to Belgium. Oh, shit! Hey, speaking of... Finally, I can talk to my co-workers of again. Of who we are, that's us. Uh, as we haven't said this year, uh, we are from Belgium. And so this is Mira's first time listening to the song that we'll be representing our own country. This is great. I don't like listening to Belgium too late because people try to talk to me about Eurovision and they try to t- ask me what I think about the Belgian song this year and I have to say I haven't heard it. And it's always very annoying. But now I'm kind of like, ooh, is it a song that's been on the top 40 radio hits? Because then maybe I have heard it and I just didn't know. Ah, I'm not so sure. Um, This year's uh, Belgian entry is coming from uh, Wallonia, the French-speaking part of the country. Oh, then I probably haven't heard it. Uh, this is uh, Jérémy Maquise. Um, just, I, I, I believe they pulled another one out of the voice stable. Uh, as as the balloons are wont to do, <laughs> they do have a lot of stables. What? There's a lot of horses in Wallonia. Yeah, but I, I meant the television program, The Voice. That they're that this is something. Yes, and pre- they keep all of their singers in, in the stable. stable. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't know if I like. I do like that visual. Okay. And uh, Jeremy will be singing "Miss You." Is it in French or English? It's called Miss You. Miss You? Miss You. Oui, monsieur. <laughs> okay, give it to me. This is Belgium's entry for this year's Eurovision Song Contest, Jeremy Maquis and Miss You. Am I gonna miss you? You know, everything goes in cycles of 20 years, doesn't it? And it's 2022. So we are in the early 2000s. It's so weird. It's It feels so strange. Is this what getting old feels like? Is just seeing the trends from when you were a kid come back and just be like, yay, I love this, but there's also elements of this that I can't connect to? Right, right. I am 30. And it do- I am 30, right? Have we mentioned on the podcast yet that we're old? Yeah, I think we have. And it, it, it does come up a lot where I'm like, ooh, some of these performers are much younger than me and they just have a different approach to things. I mean, every- artists have a different approach to me anyway, mm. but it's just like, I'm not sure if I fully know what this is doing, but there's nothing that completely alienates me yet, right? This doesn't like well alienate me. I would say there's the there's subwoofer. Yeah, but that's again. I don't think those are like young people. I think those are people my age. Oh, and ugh. I'm alienated for different reasons. It's true. This song 
It's good. It's good. And um, yeah, in, in terms of being, you know, a breakup song, um, one that is on the healthier side. It I really is. I I'm was, like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, good for you. I'm never going to hate you. No. Am I going to chase you? Also, no. That I really like. There's something about that which I really like. Um, it's it's not as if those are things that are, like, implied to be normal when you break up, but sometimes, yes, they are. It, it's, like, something that would be understood, or it would be understood if you sang a song about those things, too, where you'd be like, hmm, that's a little problematic. But I think explicitly saying, like, you know, life goes on when love is gone, that's the, the end, um, and saying, like, am I gonna, am I gonna hate you or chase you? No. Like, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'll never gonna hate on. you, I'll never chase you. Um, I will run around and desert you. <laughs> I am gonna give you up. I hope that doesn't let you down. Because mm. it's healthy to let go. Because you have decided go. to not be together anymore, and that's normal It's and healthy fine. to let go of something that, that Do you believe in life after all? Yeah, and clearly... It is still weighing on him, weighing on his conscience, because he steps into uh, the confession cab. So, it's so good. That delighted me so much. The confession cab is very good, though. That's I think, like, that's a really a good, good idea. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then at the end, the sure. door opens and it's him. He's been confessing his sins to himself. Wow, what is this? Midnight Mass? The central thesis of Midnight Mass? I still haven't seen it. It's good. Also, again, I just want to say, like, Belgian choreography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top of the world. This does make me think, like, oh, okay, you can do something really cool with this on stage. Yes. Because if you get, like, some of these dancers, whichever ones there are, because there's actually quite a a lot of, like, cool looks in this, I think. Yeah, I love the crocheted Um, um, masks. Yeah, very cool. Um, I like I like the sort of very cool move at the end where they're all just kind of like shimmying their shoulders in unison. It's yeah, like a very cool yeah, yeah. it's a very cool move. Yeah, I think there's a lot of cool stuff going on here. Is it has potential to do something with this. Okay. Which is what I'm like mostly excited for is like, oh, I wanna see the 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 package of this not necessarily because I'm like ooh I no not <laughs> I'm just like saying that. Eurovision could survive <laughs> right I do want to see like how this gets on stage because I'll be honest I do worry a little bit I don't think it's necessarily a sticky song I think it might stick um is this a standout delight to me no right but is it Better than kind of most of what we've listened to so far, yes. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd say that. I'm, I'm, I have a very hard time completely saying how I feel about it. Um, and I don't know. I can't really gauge this the way I can with some other songs. What if we win with this? I That's always the thing with Belgium is I'm like, if we win with this, will I be happy about that in 20 years? I don't think this no. I don't think this has been sent to Eurovision with the express purpose of winning. I think we have other shit to and worry about as a country. The point is if this doesn't do very good, then we desperately need to like look at our strategy again and not just not just Flanders whose turn it is next year, but also Wallonia whose turn it was this year and whose turn it will be in two years. Where it's just like, okay, are we are we getting into like a rhythm here that isn't actually giving us results? Because we did very well for 
like a three-year stretch. Yeah, it wasn't a, an extremely long stretch, but it did like kind of... It made a big impression. Made a big splash. It was Rhythm Inside. Um, What's the Pressure? What's the Pressure and City Lights. Great stretch. Yeah, and then we had A Matter of Time, which... Completely fell flat. Which fell flat in the semifinals. Uh, we had... What did we send last? Wake Up from Elliot, which also fell flat in the semifinals. And then we had Hoover Phonic, which did make the final. Yeah, it was But to be fair, Hoover Hoover Phonic made the final on their second song, which was much better than the first thing they sent, which was terrible. I will die on that hill, release me as one of the worst songs that I think I've ever heard. (laughs) Uh, It's genuinely no good. It's one above subwoofer. It's genuinely no good. But you know that's yeah that's the past. Um, we are we gonna even get into the finals with this? I don't like. I don't necessarily care about national pride, but obviously that is the question that everyone will ask you, right? Like, oh, do we have a good song this year? Oh, do you think we'll make the finals? Well, first question is, are we gonna win? Uh, and then I'll have to answer no, but I think we've got a good shot of making it to the final. That's usually what happens every year. Um, and and this this year, I think like I I do like this. I think if this is well staged with striking visuals in the way that like Rhythm Inside was, where it's like that song needed that strong vision and stage performance yes, to really it was pop. So good because it was a good song. But I think it did get dismissed by by a fair share of people. Where 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 here I'm also like, yeah, this could really pop if the choreography is very tight and good. But if then also the choreography... choreography is lots of songs will have choreography is yeah. choreography by itself. But Belgium is good yes. at chore- we have world class choreographers. We yeah, are no, I, I, good yeah. at dance. So a good chore- choreography will pop and if this is staged well, I think it mm, could get to the left side of the screen. Oh, wow. That's uh bottom left. Okay, we're not we're not halfway through with all of the songs yet. So that is... <laughs> We're not halfway through? <laughs> we're not halfway through yet. No. Um, okay. Thinking about Moulin Rouge and about how much... Yeah. This isn't related to the song, but you left a silence, so I started thinking about my own thoughts again. Thinking about Moulin Rouge and about how, when I was a kid, my sisters loved Moulin Rouge and were really into Ewan McGregor in it um, and wanted to be Nicole Kidman and just really loving the hot people in this in this movie and I watched it and I loved it um because of Jim Broadbent yeah I just thought Jim Broadbent did the best job in that movie and also John Leguizamo (laughs) it's a good movie it's a fine film it's fine it's fine it's very okay uh just like this song (laughs) yeah it's making me think now if I really have an opinion on Moulin Rouge (laughs) do you have to think about it that much not really do maybe you don't Okay, um, there's probably a hard cut here because we've been whispering the past conversation, um, but um, we had a little confusion about what movies were directed by Baz Luhrmann, so I looked up Baz Luhrmann and then I said, is that what he looks like? Because genuinely, I think whenever I hear Baz Luhrmann, I am thinking of Jim Broadbent from Moulin Rouge. (laughs) Whenever I hear Baz Luhrmann, I think, yeah, the character that Jim Broadbent plays in Moulin Rouge. For some reason, that's the visual. Standout performance. Yes. Um, what does Baz Luhrmann look like? 
It's kind of like, going to be like the thing where the first time I saw what Wes Anderson looked like, I thought that is both so surprising and so right. All right, you. Know, I'm, I have him. I have Baz Luhrmann no. on my computer. Don't show me. N- yet. Not yet. Okay. For everyone at home, I want you to right now Google Baz Luhrmann. I think Baz Luhrmann. How old is he? Give me that hint. How old is Baz Luhrmann? Baz Luhrmann is age fifty nine. Really? Okay. Born in sixty two. He's quite young. Uh, younger than I thought he would be. Right. Um, I think he looks like... Is he white? Yes. Okay. He's Australian. He's Australian. As evidenced by the film I think he looks really fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Does he look really fucked up? Like, I kind of... What? What do you want me to say? (laughs) No. (laughs) He probably looks like a normal guy. I wouldn't cast him in the music video for I Am What I Am. Is is what I'll tell you as a hint. Just there. a super normal. I wouldn't dude. cast him in the most normal guy. He's just the most normal looking guy. Well, I wouldn't say the most normal. What? what you, you? How am I going to judge uh, whether someone is the most normal looking? It's just when you Google image search white man, something comes up. Yeah, that's not him. Okay. But, like, I guess. I think he might look... You are over, like, overthinking it. At this point, it's gonna just be a disappointment when I show you the picture of Baz Luhrmann. Are you showing the picture of Baz Luhrmann? That's Baz Luhrmann. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess that's what he would look like. I guess he is. Thought he'd look more fucked up. Thank you for listening to all of these songs with me, babe. Oh, you were talking to me. I, I thought was you were talking, talking to you. our audience. No, I know. I, I, I adopted a cadence. Um, that sounds like I'm talking to the audience, but I genuinely think these were very fun songs to listen to. All of them, even the ones I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. was most of them. Uh, but if you're not going to do it, then let me do it. I would like to thank the audience also for coming on this journey with us and listening to these songs. Please check out our little bonus episode if you want to crawl over that paywall. Um, it's over at Kofi... <laughs> Co-Fi.com slash Eurovision Division. Proceeds of which will go to you know, your Ukrainian refugees. Otherwise, we would like to plug being who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very important. Especially if who you are is Jenny B. Shout out to Jenny B. Um, we'll be back next time to listen to more songs from this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Join us then! Good night, Europe. Good night, Europe.